Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. So, we're going to talk a little bit about obsession. I'm sorry. Here's what's happening right now. We're still laughing at that opener, like, like we planned the whole thing out or whatever. And that was like that that <clears> one <throat> that took me longer than it should have. That that did take probably a solid five minutes. Yeah, it really got me in the zone. Yeah, I didn't have to act at all. <laughs> so, <let me, laughs> so here's the deal. We're gonna let we're gonna talk about that opening bit first of all. So if you're listening to audio only, there's no way I'm gonna put that opener on audio yeah. only. If you're audio only, what would uh, what just happened is um, Impulse went through a series of uh, boredom stages while I was doing a Rubik's Cube until I finished it, okay? And, uh, but my, my my direction, if you will, was I'm going to say phase one, phase two, phase three, and you're you're going to be bored, and then you're going to be, like, like really bored and then nodding off, and then you're asleep. So I got, I was doing the beginning, for some reason, like, it was like, the, that. it just got, something got wonky in the beginning and i was i was like oh, i hit some sort of snag here i don't know what i messed up it doesn't matter the beginning is the easiest part i don't know what happened anyways i'm doing it and impulse is all well the good news is i'm not really acting here and that was really funny well i got into the zone and then i was said say phase four because i knew i was going to be done soon so you but then you started doing the fake snoring and it was hard for me not to start laughing but then i said i'm going to jar you awake when i say you know i did it but dude your reaction to i did it was gold man so gold like there was a part of it was like how long was i doing this did he really fall asleep <laughs> i kicked the table dude i thought i was gonna knock over her drink <laughs> that was so good so why why uh, the rubik's cube yeah yeah um how'd that come into play well here's why so i've never been able to do a rubik's cube yeah me either i like like never i actually saw this uh Thing. somebody had asked this guy what's his name Vaughn something I don't know this is a famous famous guy for some reason I have no idea what he's famous for if you know if you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about he seems like a really nice quirky guy and they said here's your options either a year in prison uh or uh or what do they say you're in prison and you can leave as soon as you finish this Rubik's cube or you are there for a whole year and he's like what do you think it's going to be which one and he said, I'll stay there for the year. And they said, really? They said, you don't think you can do the Rubik's Cube in, in, in under a year? He's like, no, it could probably, probably take me a week to do it. And I remember that moment being like, I don't think so. I, 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 I could be wrong here, but I think unless you have the brain to figure it out, you're never, you can't do it. And what I mean by that, it's not like I played Rubik's Cube enough and all of a sudden now I know how to do it. I had to watch videos and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But I did it because I've always thought it was really cool when people could do a Rubik's Cube. Now, let's... Let's take a step back for a second. I This was all jumbled up, and I got it into its normal state, and that feels good. I did it because I watched a lot of videos and just to get it down. The people Have you seen the people that can do this? Like super fast? Not only fast, oh, yeah. blindfolded. You give them a scrambled up Rubik's Cube, and they go. And they memorize where everything is. Yep, and then they put it down on the table. They put a piece of paper in it, and they go, and they're done. Makes no sense. And the reason it really doesn't make sense to me is because, like I said, I watch videos. I, I arguably know how to do it. That was probably 200 moves it took me. There's no way. I don't get it. I don't understand how they're doing it, but they are on a whole nother level. So if you're watching and you're a Rubik's Cube master, you were, that was very hard for you to watch. So I'm very sorry. <laughs> I get it. However, the Rubik's Cube is something that's always fascinated me, and I've never, I've never tried to do it. <sighs> Correction. I've tried many times to do it. I never wanted to look I got so off. frustrated when I was a kid. I... Just peeled all the stickers off and rearranged yeah. them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I did it!" And all the, uh, the stickers are like partially coming up now because I tore the yeah, glue. You can't, you yeah, can't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> can't be that guy. But I couldn't do it. Man. I could never figure it out. And the one and only time I'd ever done it was when I was—I literally ne never looked at it. I was reading a play by, like a piece by piece, like do this, then that, then. This. And when it was done, it was all put together, but it didn't feel good at all. Right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to get to a Rubik's cube, and it's jumbled up, and then and then I can put it back to this. Impulse, I don't know where that obsession came from. And we're talking about obsession today. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where it came from, but I do know that it still is something that lies within me. And this is a very a relatively new thing. And I think I think it's in response to I've been very stressed out lately. And this is very therapeutic because when I'm doing this, I can't think about other stuff, right? 
So it's very, very therapeutic for me or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to learn how to do it. I'm never going to figure it out. That's why you didn't want me making you laugh because you break your train of thought. It, yes. And, and this you is screwed up. Yes. And I'm not good enough <laughs> to where if I'm like, if I go, I'm like, okay, then this, oh, I want, oh, wait, what was it? Ah, now I got to start over. I'm not good mm. enough to recognize where it's at and, and fix and flight. So I decided, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch videos on how to do it and I'm going to learn how to do it. That's the, the high level of it. Um, but I'm going to keep doing this process until I don't need the videos anymore to where eventually somebody could throw me a Rubik's cube. That's as messed up as it can be. And I don't need to reference anything other than my own brain and get it done. That was my success criteria in regards to getting to the other side and something switched in my brain that said, I'm, this is such a useless gift to have. I get it. I understand that, but I still want it. And I'm and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it mm -hmm. and and I'm gonna do it. So I obsessed on it. I absolutely obsessed on it. And it got to the point to where I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna. There's certain phases throughout what it is to do this, and I'm gonna crush each one of them. Now the first phase, I, I can actually do without the the instructions, which is indicative that I'm doing it wrong. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a far more efficient way to do it if I would just read it, but I didn't I didn't need to because I can do the first phase. Everything after that, I'm done. The first phase is quite literally just get this the the top done and correct all of it the, the top and the sides here right i could do that i i feel like anybody could do that if they just give it a little bit of time uh, beyond that i'm cooked i'm cooked i'm never gonna figure it out so i learned how to do it and i finally did it and by watching the video okay now i'm gonna do it without the video fast forward it's like a week later and i do my first one without the video i'm like oh and i put it down and i pick it up and i just jumble it up and mm -hmm. I just do it again. You know what I mean? Now, you're probably going through your mind, where do you have the time to do this? Ironically, it wasn't a lot of time. It was just little snippets of time when I, my pressure was over the line, and it became very therapeutic. So now I have that skill set. So why, why, why did I have to do that? Why did I upset? There's no value to this <laughs> other than it's therapeutic. There's yeah. no value, and now I can get to say I can do a Rubik's you Set game. yourself a goal. I set myself a goal, and I hit it, and it ha it's got no benefit. Why did yeah. I do it? Uh, so... You're going to have to carry this podcast a little bit because, you know, we're talking about obsession. And and unfortunately, uh, that's not something I dude, what? I have what? in me. I don't ever, dude. really ever get obsessed about stuff. So this is going to be either a short podcast or you can. No, everybody knows. I'm most uh, obsessed. Let's, let's just let's just. OK, well, let's see how recent we can get. Um, Phasmophobia, gold trophy, oh, apocalypse go. trophy. Very good. Uh, that's let's go. You know, I usually like to go in chronological order, but we're gonna go reverse today, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was just like what last week. <laughs> uh, but no, it was something that I'd been thinking about for months. So phasmophobia is this this, this ghost hunting game that that we love. Uh, you know, it's kind of like our our little like fun side content that we do. Yeah, and I just love the game. I'm addicted to the game for sure. And I found out. That there's this challenge for some reason it's always the word challenge that gets me yeah. going there's this challenge in the game it's literally the hardest thing you can do you take all those settings in the game and you crank them to the highest difficulty you possibly can and you you have to you know complete the task and, and then you get a gold trophy for it, a little gold skull trophy and i knew i was getting pretty good at phasmo you know we've been we've been getting pretty good played for a couple years now and, and recently really upped our game and, and really you know, wanted to get good and I was like, I, I think I'm good at the game, but I'm not sure I'm that good. Like, yeah, this, this is, is like level. a level reserved for like this the is, people that this is all they do. This is S you know, it's, yeah. it's the it is the, you're exactly right. It is the most ridiculous challenge in the world. And I want you to finish the story, but I'm going to cut you off for a second because I don't think you did the challenge justice. What people need to understand about this challenge is that it's not just that it's like overwhelmingly as close to impossible difficult. It's that it is equally as boring and and that and i tried it and i was like i literally can't take how slow my guy is moving mm -hmm. you know what i mean then a hunt happens and this ghost is 150 percent speed there this is i this is so awful and so i just i gave up so fast i'm not saying i would have ever gotten it but i don't think i think you kind of glossed over that uh, it's difficulty i like challenges and i like games and i like all that and i like upping the difficulty this was next level this was almost like the developers were making a joke. The developers actually thought it was impossible. It's there you go. When they when they made this challenge, yeah. they thought nobody would ever get it. Um, and then of course there was like two or three 
uh, people who Phasma was their life. Yeah. They got it on the first day. <laughs> and the developers were like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and then obviously since then, you know, more and more people have gotten it. In fact, I, I've had some some viewers say that they've actually gotten it. Uh, and some of them credited us for, you know, showing them enough oh, skills nice. that they were able to get it. But um, so I was determined. I'm like, I don't care how long it takes me. I will put in as many hours as I need to do to get this trophy because I have to have it. Like yep. in my brain, I will not, I, I, I did sleep, but I'm not going to give up on this idea until I have it. And uh, I knew last week that Hermitcraft was starting soon. And I was like, I haven't got that trophy yet. And I'd been waiting to, I'd been building this up for a little while. You know, I'd gotten the, I'd gotten the bronze, I'd gotten the silver already, but I knew the gold was going to be super hard. And also you needed to have like the best equipment. So I had to make sure I leveled up high enough in the game to have all that. And I, so I did. And uh, so last week I sat down and I said, you know what? I'm going to start streaming and I'm not going to, I'm not going to quit stream this stream. It will not end until I get that trophy or I have to, you know, go tend to the family. And, and time. how many times had you streamed and attempted this? Uh, twice before already. Okay. And yeah. those were decent. So I had, a, I had, I had the, this first stream that I did where I got the, the bronze and silver I got those within an hour and a half of the stream, and so I spent another hour and a half of that stream trying for the gold. Two separate challenges of, of yeah. still difficult, but less yeah, than the one you're talking about. Way less difficult, yeah, because yeah. uh, you're normal speed. So, yeah, so I got an hour and a half of that first stream. I tried, failed uh, over and over again, and then I did a whole dedicated three-hour stream thinking I could get it in that three hours, and the whole stream went by, didn't get it. And that felt bad. That felt terrible. So I was like, okay, next time I'm not going to give myself this three-hour window. Yeah. I'm going to give myself all day, you know, at least eight hours. You know, and if I can't get in eight hours, then I might consider not finishing. But you know me. I would have just done another eight-hour stream if I had to until I finally got it. But so I was like, okay, I, I start the stream up, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, we're, we're going until we get this or eight hours because that's when I need to go have dinner with my family. Yeah. And, and so we're going. And... Um, Man, it's I, I was getting close, and then I would fail, and then a lot of time would go by where it's just fail, 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 and and the whole time I'm like, man, this this is this might not happen. Uh, we might actually go eight hours and and have a failed eight hour attempt at this, yeah. and finally in hour seven, seven hours into the stream, it finally happens. Seven like hours. the perfect it, it, and this is one of those challenges. Seven hours. Where the the game randomization because a specific ghost needed to spawn that I'd be able to figure out, you yeah. know, with no, no uh, evidence. And it needed to be in a certain location in this giant map yes. to, to where I didn't have to walk so far or, or there was like objects that I could dodge the ghosts around and stuff nearby. So like the perfect scenario had to present itself. The perfect uh, uh, achievements, uh, objectives that you have to cross off had to be on the board when you start. So there was a lot of times I'd log in or I'd come into the, the truck, see the objectives and be like, nope, and reset over and over again until I got the perfect lineup. Mm -hmm. And so finally, hour seven, man. Uh, we, we get it. It all comes together. Got the right ghost, got the right objectives, and it's in the right spot on the map. And I pulled it off. Oh. And it was glorious. What kind of ghost does it need to be? Um, I mean, it could be it could be a lot of different ones that you can just like the, recognize. The, the more you know ones. what I mean? Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Either through speed or through uh, their blink, the way they look. Yeah. I had an oni, which was a visible ghost. Very visible ghost. So you could tell just by looking at it because it wouldn't blink out of sight sure. as often. And so we knew right when we first saw the ghosts uh, that it was an Oni. And I was like, okay, that that's done. Um, and getting a picture is one of the things you have to do. Um, so it's visible more often, which means they'll get a picture. will be a little bit easier. And it was around this this table that you can kind of dance with the ghost. Uh, and it can't get you if you if you play it just right. And so it was perfect. Wow. Um, so we got it. And it was like super, super exciting. And there was a huge buildup, obviously. I mean, we're talking like 12 hours of effort yes. to, to finally get this challenge done. Uh, not counting the the learning buildup of the last two years, you know. Yeah. And we get it done, and and it was a huge sigh of relief. I, I got the trophy. It was a moment, you know, hands up in the air, big celebration. And and then I shut down the stream after that, and I walked into the house, and I had that moment of, now what? Yes. You know what I mean? Well, not only now what, but they gave you a trophy for that, right? Yeah. It's actually a really cool looking trophy. Show bring show me the trophy. That's a, it's a digital thing. I know. It's in the game. It's not even real. It's not even like like this. I need, and, 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 I need to get one made on Etsy or something. Something. So I can put dude, it on the shelf. It's not even real. <laughs> yeah. Look, you want to see my trophy for this? Nothing. Like there's not. It's not yeah. even real. It, it's intrinsic. Mm -hmm. There's something inside you. There's that that got did something inside you. Um, when you did it, 
obviously we we think it's pride and it may very well be and I'm not, I'm not suggesting it's not you feel proud for being able to do this but it's more like the extinguishing of some sort of anguish that we placed yeah. on ourselves and that is something that uh, I think is worth talking about in regards to what it is yeah. to be obsessed about. It's almost something. like I didn't feel whole. Like yeah. once once I had it in my mind that I had to have this, I didn't feel whole until I got it. Yes. Then I felt whole for a little bit until I realized now I'm not sure what to do with myself next. Yeah, because <laughs> but, you put you put so many eggs yeah. in that basket. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's that is sort of uh one of the interesting drawbacks of obsession, especially um God, what's the not I want I don't want to say not well thought out obsession, but um, just like at, where it just comes out of nowhere. Another example that we, you and I were doing uh, MCCI and we were doing like this really difficult parkour course and you can just opt out whenever you want. So it's a little testing thing. It's a mm-hmm. Minecraft world where we're doing some parkour. It's very, very tough. I'm very bad at parkour and something happened and I was live on stream and I was like, I'm, I can't quit till, and it kind of ruined your time because we were there to do stuff together. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, it's happening. I can't move on. If I move on without doing this, I'm going to have that hole that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just got to fill the hole. That's it. And, and I've been able to keep this. I used to be an overwhelmingly obsessive kid when I was younger. And when I had, when there was a skill set that I wanted to do or something I wanted uh, that took some sort of effort, some sort of relentless effort on my side, then that was going to happen. And it was every time, and I dropped that baggage a long time ago, but it still lies dormant in me, and it peaked itself there. Yeah. It peaked itself here. You know, and it's and it's just like every once in a while, something happens where I'm like, I, I am so obsessed with having to do this, it's consuming me. And it's I think it's a good idea to be able to identify when those are and find ways to mitigate putting that hole to rest. So when you tried to do it, so you said you got uh, uh, bronze and silver in other streams. Mm-hmm. Had you had any streams where you tried for gold? Or was this... Yeah, I did a I did a three hour stream where you it was did. it was dedicated to getting the gold and I did not and get you didn't it in do the three it. hours. Now take us through where Impulse was at the end of that stream. That's oh, I felt terrible. Like I, I I felt like I was a failure. You know what I mean? Like I had a goal that day to get that done. Everybody was there to see it get done. And at the end of the three hours, it wasn't done. And we had to and we had to hang it up. You know what I mean? We had to walk away unsuccessful yeah. and that felt absolutely terrible like everybody that was excited to show up and see me accomplish this all must have tuned at, at the end of the stream felt let down yeah. you know what i mean and i put that pressure on myself to and then i realized oh okay i i must not be as good as i thought i was you know what i mean like those then all of a sudden the doubt started coming in like maybe i'm not good at this game you know if i can't get this done it's just it's just that hard you know, and I realized that and I was like, no, I'm I, I, I just need to give it more time than this. Like, this is one of those things that takes an incredible amount of patience. One, you said, like, you walk slow. <laughs> so yeah. it takes an incredible amount of patience, you know, and I think patience plays into obsession a lot, too. You know, it must have taken a lot of patience to to watch all the videos and, and practice the, the Rubik's Cube stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, can't imagine how much time you had to spend, you know, figuring all that out. And it was the same way for me. Like, I had to wait for the game to, to be on my side with the RNG, the random number generator, to give me the right stuff. Yeah. And um, then, then I had to rely on what skills I had to get the job done. And then sometimes it was like that extra bit of pressure made things worse. Like, okay, now the game's actually done what I wanted it to do, and it's up to me to not screw it up. And then you feel that pressure. To yeah. Like, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want this to go south on me because of me i wanted to go south because the game trolled me you know yeah <laughs> it's not my fault yeah no i and, and it's funny is you you mentioned something in the beginning there um how you would start the game and you would look at the objectives and those would dictate whether or not you're even moving on mm-hmm. uh what, what could you just i let's not dig into it because but for my own understanding what what objectives are you looking for so because uh you start the game at, with zero sanity uh there's going to be a hunt all the time like right away, you walk okay. in the front door yeah, yeah. And, and the ghost is trying to kill you. Um, usually you get time to set up, figure out where the ghost is, get to the ghost room. You can't even get to the ghost room in this case because they're constantly. Yeah, but what are the objectives? They're constantly that you need hunting. To have? So because of that, yeah. that that makes it very hard to get things like witness a ghost event because there's never ghost events. They just hunt. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, so if you see that on the board, it's like, nope, not getting that. OK, uh, EMF five, you know, get an EMF reading. Well, you can't even get close enough to the ghost room to get EMF readers to, yeah. to capture the ghost room. So that's out. You know what I mean? Like just certain things okay. like that. I understand. I understand. So that that's it wasn't necessarily to make it easier. It was to make it possible. Right. OK. OK. Because I was yeah. going to say there's people who have done like Minecraft speed runs. 
and they spawn in, and they know within two seconds whether yep. or not they're going to get Yeah, same thing. Yeah, they look, and they say, oh, there's no village there's no nearby. Village. I'm out. Yeah. Yep. Okay, very good. Okay, that's what I want to say. If you have not played Phasmophobia, you got to trust <laughs> me on this. Give it a go. It is such an incredible if, game. If you can handle, like, spooky, you know, I guess. Yeah, it's, it can be really scary it, in the beginning. It's a spooky game. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It still gets me. It still gets me, too, man. Like, yeah. I had a few moments where. When they pop up in front of me. Especially it's when it's solo. Like, when you're not in-game and hearing other people talk. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a ton of people watching on the stream, but, you know, I, I was still, like, in the building by myself, and you feel that. Like, if yeah. you get really immersed in a game like that, you can feel like you're actually in the building. We should do a podcast about immersive gaming yeah. in the future. I think we That'd should. Be cool. Let's, let's, let's uh, okay. write that down. I like when we come up with ideas during the podcast. Yeah, I think we should do next that. Next podcast or next, yeah, sometime in the future. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so so there you have it. So you, you you did your thing, and I I wanted to understand the objectives a little bit better. Because you're um, gonna give it a go. No, I really don't. You're think never so. gonna give it a go. See, and and you're perfectly fine. Yeah, it doesn't bother not me. Not ever getting that trophy. It doesn't bother me even a little bit. Like it's it's I'm I'm perfectly fine with my digital cabinet not having a digital trophy, right? And and I'm not mocking it by any means. Whatever whole now, it's not like games haven't done this for me. There mm -hmm. was something. The there you go. The 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 parkour one. I got nothing for that. Yeah. I had to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like giving up is. I think it's for me. It's about giving up. You know. And I and when like I said when I was younger, I was it was such a a nightmare that I don't know why anybody was friends with me. I had a lot of friends, and I'm grateful for that. But I was I was a pill. And I remember specifically, I was at a buddy of mine's house, and we were shooting shooting hoops. I think I've told you. We may have even talked about this on the podcast. We were shooting hoops, and uh, we decided, probably I decided, we're going to shoot until we both get seven in a row, like because like, that's pretty good to hit seven free throws. There was free mm -hmm. throws. Uh, seven free throws in a row, but here's the deal. Actually, you know what? No, I think it was five. Five free throws in a row, but it has to be consecutive. So I go, you go. I go, you go. So essentially, the ball's going to go into the hoop ten times in a row, and when one of us misses, we start all the way over. He's like, oh, man, okay, let's give it a go. Two different people. M me, what I was saying was, I'm not leaving this court until we do this. And he was just like, I'm willing to give this a try until I'm bored with it and I'll move on, yeah. which is much healthier. And so we kept going. And we, it was like an hour later. And, I mean, we got close m many times. But hitting five in, in a row is one thing, right? Two people doing it, like, threaded like yeah. that's very different. Spe you know, especially when you, like, have to switch places every time. You can't just get in the zone, you know? Right. And so, anyways, we're going after about in like forty five minutes, and it was hot out too. He's like, "Let's, let's, we're not gonna get this." I'm like, "Dude, we're we're gonna get it. That's how this works." He's like, "Dude, let's get some water." I'm like, "No water until we get this." Yeah, I don't believe yeah. me, dude. I am not that person. I was a young kid, and he's like, "Okay," and he was a great friend, and we kept going, we kept getting closer, and then you could see him getting invested because now he's interested in stopping. But it was also like right in front of his eyes. He's like, "Dude, we're both getting better at free throws right now. Like just trying to do this silly little game." You fast forward, fast forward. Now it's been probably about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. It's hot out. We're both miserable, which is, this is foolish. We should have gotten some water and gotten back after yeah. it. But I'm so, I'm so crazy <laughs> like that, to, that to me, even taking a water break was this small micro version of quitting. So my objective was I'm not, there's, this is what we're doing until we get it. Two hours later, whatever it was, we pulled it off. Like, I think God was just like, enough's enough. Put the ball in. Well, you know what I'm I mean? curious yeah. to know how long you would have actually continued to go. I am, too. If you just couldn't make it happen. I, I, I had like, to would quit. you be out there at midnight? Would you be out there? You know I, what I mean? I, I think at the very least, I would have succumbed to the idea of somebody bringing us water. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, this is, I'm not, this is very dumb. You know what I mean? This is what, I was a very young kid. This is what I was, this is how crazy I was about getting good at something or setting a goal. Like if I set a goal, then that goal was going to be a part of my life that I got to check off. That's what was going to happen. Once we got it, I was happy. He was like, oh, we're done. We did it. Let's go inside. Thank God this is over. Yeah, he was such a good friend. Yeah. I like, I, he was such a good friend and he just put up with it. And, uh, and, but to him, but I felt like, see, the thing is he got to go back inside. I got to fill the hole. You know what I mean? So I shouldn't have drug him into that, but, but, there was a little piece in there uh, that is worth talking about. And that's when I said right in front of his eyes, we were getting better. There is a place where obsession has a lot of value and you're mm -hmm. going to see it as a component of some of the greats in the world, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's, the Tiger yeah. Woods. Like you're going to see the, like the most, some of the most impressive 
specimens in the world, it's because the the craft that they have found a way to master, they didn't do it by just sort of giving it a go. They didn't do it only because they like it. They they yeah. obsessed over what that skill set was. No, there is no such thing as a great out there who just casually got there. They obsessed so so obsession has its place, but we we got to keep it in check somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of like the the things that you know are more in that category like the kobe bryant and stuff mm -hmm. and and i go back to fourth grade when i started drumming mm -hmm. and and you know the band director and we've talked about this we've talked about everything it feels like now but the band director was like okay so every grade fourth fifth and sixth i'm gonna have you know at the end of the year one band student is gonna get most outstanding band student it wasn't like most improved it was just the most outstanding so like you had to be like somebody that really committed to being really good and got good you know and and i was like i gotta be that guy i gotta have that you know what i mean yeah. i want to win that yeah. i want to win that award and luckily I had, I had a buddy too who was very much like me in fact he also was named scott yeah like, <laughs> so we we're the two scots that uh, that were inseparable, like we were best friends, and and uh, we both we both. <laughs> it was drumming. probably a mirror, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, both of us kind of fixated on this idea that that we could do it, and um, we just we would we would just do nonstop, just nonstop practice. Like every day, school would get out, and and we'd be like, "Dude, come over. We're gonna drum. We're gonna we're gonna get better," you know. And and two of us would just challenge each other back and forth to get better and better. And it was like it's all I remember of fourth grade. Was just me drumming all wow. the time, yeah. you know, because I, I I had to have that, had to have that award, and uh, and so at the end of the year I got it. And I'm not sure how he felt, yeah, <laughs> but because it great. was it was neck and neck. It, it was literally literally neck and neck. So, um, but we challenged each other, and we both we both wanted it. And because of that, like it, it was kind of nice to have that too. To what like grade was that? Fourth grade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I I ended up getting kind of good quick, you yeah. know, because I was I was obsessed with that nonstop, just nonstop on the drum pad. That the, the, actually, I so boy, I I can't imagine how you would have taken that had you not won. Had he won, yeah, yeah. it would have been interesting. Do you think you would have kept drumming? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I would have because then I would have been like, okay, well next year I'm definitely getting it. Yeah, and fair. I, That's and then good. and then I probably would have been like, okay, yeah, let's hang out and practice. And then when your mom picks you up, I'm going to practice for another five hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, would have, yeah. I would have gotten that much more obsessive about it. And, and maybe that would have been a, a good thing because I could have gotten even better than than just accepting like, oh, I did it. You know, yeah. I can lay back now. But, you know, uh, so I started drumming in fourth grade as well. And I would not say by any stretch was I obsessed, like not even a little bit. I liked it. I just enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed drumming. I enjoy doing drum set drumming. I really have always enjoyed orchestral. Uh, and then you fast forward and it's like I'm in eighth grade and uh, I still like it. And and I was also in a in a band with a, all the other drummers. Almost all the other drummers were morons. They like had no desire to be good. Um, and I, I, I did want to be good and I really enjoyed playing music, but they just were there to mess around. And, and I mm. wasn't. I was there to, to play music. And um, so I did it as much as I did at that young age because I really liked it. And then the drummers from the school, high school I was going to end up going to came in to kind of like, so, you know, kind of uh, what's it called to when you go scout to scout, not even scout to go um, get in, recruit. Like, drive up, recruit. Yeah. Thank you. Jeez. Uh, to recruit. Right. And they were like, this is what drumline is in high school. Um, what I didn't know is that that high school was very different that we've talked about this mm -hmm. as well is that that high school was one of the greatest uh uh and they did some um drumming for me and i got to see what they were doing obsession like in, in, in when i was seeing what kind of drumming actually lie ahead mm -hmm. i had no idea and so people have seen me on stream drum they've seen you i think i don't know if you've ever done pad drumming like me on stream no, done, just on drum set on yeah stream. so i still am really into those very intricate marching chops and i still Keep my hands as busy as possible uh, in that realm but when they were doing it and i was watching it i was so floored i i didn't know that 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 hands could move like that i didn't know sticks could move like that i did know that i was going to be one of those people with those hands and those sticks i was that's so obsession born right mm -hmm. and so i gave it I, I absolutely everything and it was crazy how how good i got and how fast it happened but it came with one heck of a price 
I remember being at a buddy's house of mine, and I'm still in eighth grade, and, I, and I've gone to a few, like, um, visits at the high school and gotten to drum on those really expensive Kevlar marching snares, and it's a sound I'd never heard before. Uh, it's a very high-tick high sound. And I'm building something in my buddy's backyard, and he, he's, uh, he's unscrewing uh, a screw that's embedded in wood. And as he's doing it, it's making this clicking sound. And the clicking sound sounded just like a snare. Like a, like a quiet snare. And I was like, oh, do that again. And he's like, what? And I was like, that's what, that is what a marching snare sounds like. It was, and it was like this, like the way the metal was sticking to the wood and then releasing itself had this like incredible, and I remember in that moment being like, dude, I got problems. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I have problems. I specifically want to be a snare player and I specifically want those types of hands. And it led to, I got to be very, very good and it led to something good. But it was amazing to be able to uh, watch an obsession be born like that as if from thin air so if that's the case what's coming mm -hmm. you think i have it all figured out i didn't see that i didn't see this coming mm -hmm. you think i have it all figured out but i don't and so so there's something else coming that is going to trigger my obsession that i'm going to want to lean all the way into and i and you just never know where it's going to come from so you got to be i think that you got to be able to find a way to manage i hate to say what a terrible phrase manage the whole <laughs> I've had streams before where there was a goal I had just like you and I mm -hmm. wasn't able to achieve it. And you're left with kind of a goal, a, a hole at the end. Yeah. But you got to You got to move. So you got to find a way to to manage it and get back after it. You know what I mean? Like you, if this is don't I don't think obsession should be looked at as a bad thing specifically. I think that it should be looked at as something that needs to be managed or it will consume you. You know what would have happened if uh, we didn't get those 10 shots? We would have gotten heat stroke. That's what would have happened. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. At some point, your obsession can be detrimental. Yeah, if you're not using yeah. your head and you're, you know <laughs> being smart about it. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, like it almost begs the question: like, how far off is obsession and addiction? Ooh, you know what I mean? because you you could almost <clears throat> argue like at at some point you became addicted to to drumming. You know? Yeah. What I, mean? uh, I became addicted to. Well, everybody knows I'm addicted to Phasmo. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, how far off are they really in topics? But and, and that's when you think of addiction in the most, in almost all cases, when you think of the word addiction, it's a negative, it's a negative thing. You know what I mean? But here we are talking about obsession and how obsession doesn't have to necessarily be negative. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's the case when, when you have something that you put your mind to, that you're, you have a goal, you want to, you want to make the drum line. You want to, you wanted to be uh, the first freshman on snare line at, at the high school that couldn't when they said it couldn't be done yeah. you know what i mean you set yourself that goal and your obsession led you to the completion of that goal that's that could be a good thing but well, like i you was said, the second the first one was the instructor oh, that's, <laughs> that's, true. that's what that's made true. it cool you're the second one in history yeah. so but you know like you said there's along the way it was a good thing overall yeah. you you got you gained skill you you got you got your goal completed and and you did great things you did great things um, which is why I always looked up to you because that's what I, that was my first impression of you was seeing that driven person um, to the, to had the obsession to just be the best. Yeah. You weren't because you didn't just stop there. You didn't mm -hmm. just like make, make the snare line as a freshman. Then you set your sights on, well, okay, now I want to be the best snare drummer in the state. Yeah. And then you did that. You know what I mean? Um, and so I got to watch that as I first got to know you, but now I'm thinking back and going, okay, during that obsession, how many times did that become unhealthy? How many times did you rip open your skin? How many times did you blow off your family because you had to practice? Right. You know, a or, lot. Yeah, exactly. Answer. So at, at what point can we curve our obsessions to still be very much driven and get to our goals without making so many sacrifices to do that? I think that's that's where if we can solve that then we have we have something to give like we have we we can help the world <laughs> you know what i mean yeah no i agree that's that's a very challenging thing to do is balance I, that yeah and i think uh, i think it really comes down to if your goal is to be um uh, the best in the world or if your goal is to be considered one of the best in the world then you have to be completely cool with the idea that nothing else is going to be on your radar 
And the reason I think that's the case, now I am speculating here. I want to be very clear here. This is just my opinion. I think the reason that's the case is because you're competing against so very many people where nothing else is on their radar. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, like you, in order to be the best in the world, there has to be nobody else who is better than you. Well, the people who you're going toe-to-toe with, they're doing nothing else. They're doing nothing else, mm-hmm. right? And I remember having small goals in the beginning there when I was just learning how to hold the sticks proper. And my biggest competitor was somebody that had been doing it for a while. I was like, that's my first goal is I'm just going to, I'm going to pass them first. That's all I'm going to do. I'm really behind here. I'm just getting started here because holding the sticks differently when in that style of drumming, I'm very behind here. Uh, but that's my first goal. So anytime I want to take a break, I'm going to ask myself, is he practicing? You know what I mean? And that, and whoa, man, that, that was <laughs> not super good, but I got real good real fast. I passed him really early. You know, it was, it worked, it worked, yeah. but I can guarantee you he was a lot happier than I was the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think, you know, like you said, okay, if you want to be the best in the world at something, then you got to drop everything else. Yeah. But most of us aren't looking to be the best in the world. We're just looking to do something and be successful, right? Like, especially if you can tie it to, to work, you know, to a career, to a job. Can you imagine, you know, putting yourself in the space when you first started at the company you're working at now uh, was there anything you got obsessed about so that you could l- kind of like rise up? Yes. You know what I mean? In in the company. Yep. Because I did too, right? Like when I first got hired, I was, I immediately realized, okay, I'm in the company now. My foot's in the door, but I'm not in the role I want to be in. In order to get in the role I want to be in, I'm going to have to show them what I have, you know, my capabilities, prove, prove to them that I'm better suited elsewhere, not in that specific role. Yeah, you know, I wasn't developing at the time, so then I was, I was, I was taking calls. I was a support desk taking phone calls, Miserable. right? So I didn't want to keep. I didn't want that to be my career. You know, I just knew that I wasn't a people person. <laughs> no, well, so it's more than that, it's it's your you are your brain works on a on a higher level than that. And I'm not considering. I'm not saying anything negative about phone support. I'm saying. You're, I'm sorry, not your not your brain. Your um your need for stimulus yeah. is a lot higher than that. Yeah. yeah. So what I did was I told myself, I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite one of their their software pieces of software, in-house software that they used that I knew they like home developed basically. Uh, I was like, this thing's kind of garbage. Uh, I'm going to rewrite it and show them that I'm I'm a, I'm a good developer, and then maybe they'll make me a developer instead. You know. And so every time I had a little break, you know, like I, I hang up the phone and I document the ticket and, and, I, and another phone call doesn't immediately come in, I was coding. I started coding away and I was just obsessed. I, you know, every time I got a, a, a spare minute, I, you know, they gave us company uh, laptops. I would take the laptop home and after dinner I would go up to uh, upstairs to the bedroom and I would sit in the dark corner with my laptop and I would code. Uh, and so then I started getting, that's where obsession started taking over, you know, because I really, really wanted to get this thing done so I could show this them. This is the best version of obsession I have I think maybe I've ever seen. Yeah. And so. This is very good. I eventually got the whole thing rewritten and uh, showed them and it improved, you know, the technology so much of this, of this tool that they used. You know, it was going to work better, faster, easier to config, uh, do configuration in for the admins of it and stuff. And, and they were just, they loved it. And they're just like, yeah. Yeah, we need to, we need you to just go be part of our developer group, mm-hmm. and I was able to to kind of get off of phones because of that. But it wasn't it, it wasn't just because I sat there and just did my job. I had to actually like put that foot forward. I had to get obsessed about completing that project, knowing that hopefully they'll they'll see me for something else. So, do you think um, that? I mean, for the record, this I, I'm really glad you told that story because that was, in my opinion. That was like the perfect version of obsession, right? That 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 was when I mean, there's driven, but you became obsessed with something. Did you become obsessed with getting a developer role or with getting out of the current phone role? Yes. Can I just say yes? Because I, I do feel like it was it was fifty fifty. I, I, I needed I needed to, to not do that job because yeah. I hated it. Yeah. And I knew I had something to offer in the development space. Like I knew that was my passion. Yeah, I knew I knew I would be happy as a developer, at least for a decade or so. It's very good. It's <laughs> so. very good. I like that a lot. Let me. So I'll tell you what my my thing I obsessed on. Um, I don't remember how this happened to be honest, but uh, I remember 
I want to always make them say, I'm so glad I hired this guy. So what I would do when I would go to a new business, and I did this with every job, is I would be like, what is the thing that I can, I'm sorry, I mean, it's it's really just a dog taking a piss on a bush. I want to leave my mark. You know what I mean? I want this company to be better because of something I did. I want to, to, to leave some remnants behind. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, just kind of scanning and just listening to how, how things were working. And, and I have a fresh, I'm, I'm a young kid, I'm brand new in this place, and if I focus enough, I can catch something. And uh, I remember there was an issue somewhere like in, in across the globe. Okay. I like, don't want to get horribly specific, but there was an issue somewhere across the globe in one of our very high profile factories. You understand how this works. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very um, security is as high as it gets inside these factories. And there's an issue inside the factory and they needed somebody over here in the States to fly over there and fix it. And I was like, why, why is that a thing? And he's <laughs> like, and I, I do, why don't you do a phone call? They're like, well, well, they've done that. They've done a phone call. They've done email. They've done all of it. And I'm like, I'm not understanding. Why does he need to fly over there? It's not making any sense. And I said, and when does he leave? They said, the second he gets the call, he's a specialist. And I was like, so like if his life, he's got things going on. And he's like, if he's, his kids have a game, his kids have a, uh, doesn't matter. You're got this. We pay you for this. Wow. You got it. You got to go. And I was like, that's, that's what I'm going to fix. That's what I'm going to fix. I don't like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of the work-life balance getting so completely out of whack. I'm very big on, I, I don't, I, I, I work to live. I'm not, I'm not a live to work guy. Right. And mm-hmm. I, there's not, I don't think there's anything bad with that, but <laughs> I know plenty of people that are live to work. Um, specifically the activity of staying active and just working, just working. They've, they have, that is what gives them value. I'm not judging it. I'm just not that person. And so I was like, that's, that's what I want to fix. And so I started diving into it on what is it that we're missing? What do we, you know? And what I found out was, well, he's got to go there cause he's got to see it. He's got to see the equipment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so send him a picture. They're like, you'll, you'll never get a camera inside the factory. And I'm like, well, that's, wh- why is that? And like, because security, I'm like, I understand that. But there's protocols we can get around. The obsession's starting to set in. I'm starting to get, like, dig my feet in. I'm going to figure out what this is. And they're like, it's not going to happen. That's not, they're never going to entertain that. And I'm like, this, this is very, very archaic the way we're doing this, right? I want, uh, if you can't do a pic, I mean, I want live video. And they're like, never going to happen. Mm-hmm. A picture is one thing, never going to happen. And so I'm like pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, and I'm working, I'm working with um, other companies to tr- try to understand their real time. This is a long time ago. So um, high definition streaming was very, very new. It's very uh, taxing on the network capacity. The equipment was obviously very, very expensive and complicated. Um, but that's what I'm going to do. And so I worked with other companies and I created something along with a, a buddy of ours and we pitched it and it was, um, well received as really cool technology that they will never say yes to. And so now the obsession is taking on a toxic level because mm-hmm. now you're stopping me from filling the hole. Yeah. I really am going to do this. And by you, I'm saying like um, IP security and, and all that like this is they are the gatekeepers. They have a very important job. I respect that job. I really, really do. But stop saying no to me. Tell me what I'm missing. You know what I mean? Just tell me no. Then here's why. If it's because it's not secure. What would make you feel more secure about it? And it got down to the point to where this thing was overly encrypted, super duper pooper scooper secure. <laughs> And they got worried about somebody tampering with the actual, somebody on the inside of the factory tampering with the hardware to uh, get at, like, like um, be able to change the settings so it wasn't encrypted. And I'm like, do I have to explain to you that if you have those people, my equipment's not your problem? You know what I mean? I'm like, but, but okay, don't do that, Skiz. Just, yeah. just figure it out. So we ended up creating special screws that came, that put this whole chassis together where each screw was like its own key. Jeez. Like it was like, it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? It was so ridiculous. But I was doing it. And what started out as something I wanted to do for the company became something I had to be successful at to feed my obsession. And long story short, it worked and it was got a lot of rewards and exhibits and stuff like that. And it was neat. Uh, and that was a long time ago, but once it was a thing and they could actually contact me to order another one and we started shipping them all over Ireland, Israel, like it was everywhere. Uh, it felt good to hear things like this tool had a problem. They contacted the specialist and they were like, you're going to hop on a plane. And somebody said, wait, there's some sort of weird camera thing in the factory. Now we can use, he might be able to take a peek at it. 
So they said, just go to your local site and see if they can do it. They brought it up. They showed him. He said, you have a light leak like this. And it was like, dude, you would have, this guy would have, he would have flew all over the world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the whole planet. Yeah. Multi-day trip. Yes. It was like. And he got it done in like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and the <laughs> amount of security breaches we've had because of that technology, goose egg, not one. Yeah. And so it's it's go. one of those things where I was like, I but I really did it just to feed that own that obsession. And once it was filled and it felt good to provide that, then any pushback I got, like kind of going forward to expand further, I just started to care less and less about because I had no obsession yeah, with expanding it. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to create the technology. I just wanted to provide <laughs> the capability to the organization and then i was like and then i was like now i actually don't want anything to do with this because i'm getting yeah. nothing but static anyways. i remember that yeah. when you were ready to just move on yeah it. i was like dude aren't you really proud about doing all this you know and you're just like yeah i'm over it i'm over it dude i'm over i'm just <laughs> done deal yeah. i filled the hole what's next yeah oh uh, yeah i get that and, and so yeah there you go that was a good example because Obviously, your obsession led to great things. You, you've you've made the lives easier, especially for those specialists that no longer have to bail on their family at, at a, any given moment. And they can just pull up a, a camera and, and do things remotely. You've made their lives better. But also the company saving money because typically that means that oh, yeah. something's broken. They're losing money by the minute. Yeah. Right. Now you got to so pay now, for travel. Yeah, you got to pay. Yeah. yeah. And then now they can fix it quicker get back up and running and they don't have to, to pay for flights this and, is a, and stuff. This so is a factory big deal. that runs that we call it's, it's, it's a factory that pretty much spans the entire planet and it's running every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every year. It's always running. So you're right. When something's down, it's like a, it's like a, a crack in your piggy bank. It's just leaking money. Yeah. And so I was, so you're right. So it had its merit, but I'll tell you, here's proof that it was, that whole thing was about me as good as it felt. To provide something good, I am pretty sure, because I, I left that countless years ago, but before I left it, I met with a group that should have been doing this because they're kind of in that realm, and I kind of mentored them on creating their own solution or whatever. I never followed up. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd say that that technology doesn't exist anymore. And and I I've, I had to go in the factory like months ago for something, and I was walking down, and I saw one of my old units like sitting there, like like dust on it. It should be in a museum. Well, no dust. It's a clean room. It's a clean. It's yeah. It looks brand new because it's a yeah, clean I was room. Say. Yeah, no dust at <laughs> all. Oh man, that would be cool if there was like dust and no, cobwebs no. and stuff. If it wasn't in a clean room, it would have had cobwebs. <laughs> you know. But I remember looking at it being like, and I just chuckled. I wasn't upset, and because I filled the hole, and if they didn't want to run with it, that's okay. I'm I'm all wrapped yeah. up here. I I took care of myself. <laughs> well, that's what it is, and and I don't yeah. know. I. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to shake this. I think it's just something that you never see. Here's another. Well, I mean, it's a good prime example. You gave a story from when you were very young to not so long ago. You know what I mean? Like the fact You're that very the good. obsession has been a thing your entire life from what you remember. Yeah. You know, and same with me. You know, I have stories from when fourth grade and that, you know, I could probably, if I really thought about it, I could probably think back to even younger, you know, to last week. You know, it, yeah. and it's still going, you know, I obsess about so many things, you know, especially when it comes to like technology and quality, always trying to improve quality and stuff. And, yeah. And, you know, the, every week you come in to record the podcast, I've added some new light or something. Your and, obsession's benefiting me a lot because <laughs> you, you are upping our quality and I'm very grateful for that. I really am. For, yep. You know, I'm, I'm obsessed over beating Blaster Master when I'm a kid <laughs> to the point that... You know, uh, my dad gets tired of waiting for me and, and pulls the power to the house. Like, you know, nobody told me about this. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. Parts. So, you know, it's 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 always been a thing with me. And I and the fact that it's been a thing with both of us, because we are we are, we're not the same people by far, no. you know, but the fact that we both have kind of an obsessive uh, uh, characteristic to the way that we we conduct ourselves is, is pretty interesting. It makes me feel like maybe it's a thing like like almost everybody has. You know it I mean? could be. I think. I, I think it could be, and I think that there's. I think that there's some people are more prone to it, right? And I think that somebody in, like you and I have the capacity to get triggered by certain things that create obsession, mm -hmm. right? And so, but I don't think it means the same thing to everybody. I think. I think that a lot of people almost are healthier with it. A, a way healthier. <laughs> yeah. I am not advocating to be like us. Yeah. This is. This is just. I was. I was. Uh, walking down i brought a prop for this i was walking 
down the hallway. It was some year in high school. I don't remember. I'm walking down the hallway, and I see this guy spinning this book on his finger walking down the hallway. Oh, this is going to be interesting with the microphone if you can pull this off. I know. That's what I'm kind of worried about. I got to lick my finger. I see this guy spinning this book on his finger. Okay? Like, I'm like, what? Like, it was like, I could, I've never seen anything like this back in high school. Never seen anything like that. I, the day couldn't finish fast enough. I'm like, I just want to go home and I'm going to come back tomorrow and I will have that skill. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing to say, but I'm like, that's what's going to happen. So I got home, can't talk, went into my room and I was like, so how did he, and I went like this. And so I walked in my room and I grabbed, I was like my math book, hardback math book. Mm-hmm. And I, and I closed the door and I'm like, that door doesn't open until I can do what I saw that dude do. And so I went into my room and I'm all, eh, eh, and it just fought like for an hour, it's just falling off my finger. I can't. All of a sudden, as I do it, it starts to sort of stick to my finger a little bit as I'm like kind of find the center. And it was like, I think I was in the room for like three hours or something like that, dude. And the next thing I know, I, I'm like nervous. I know. See, everybody, every time I do this, people get nervous. Next thing I know, I've got this book and it's, it's cooking. It's absolutely cooking on my finger. And I'm like, and now all of a sudden it's not nearly as appealing. How weird is that? It's not nearly as appealing. Like I'm like, I just, I was like, I can do it now. I did it, and I went, and I left my room, and I had dinner. You know what I mean? And now, and so now I can do it. I don't know why I'm like that. I'm like that with Eminem lyrics, too. Whenever I listen to, to Marshall Mathers, and there's a specific part that is super fast and super intricate and super clever and enjoyable to listen to, uh, and, I mean, specifically, it's got to be fast. And it's got to be hard to do. Mm-hmm. I become obsessed with crushing that. You know what I mean? So I And I'll just play, play it over. The Bill O'Reilly thing. It was your idea. I became obsessed with doing. I, I mean, was going to say, man, like you came into that to do that bit and you had there was no cue cards. There was yeah. no prompter. You you had every bit memorized where I, I was. I think thankfully I was off camera. So I I got my phone up with all the <laughs> all my my yeah. script on there, like in, including like the last line. So when I hear you say that now, I know I'm supposed to say this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. But you came in locked and loaded that day. I had all the facial expressions. Like you even had like which okay, which shoulder was leaning forward? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you got I I at the, at that point I was like, dude, we don't need to be that detailed. And you're like, yes, we do. Yes. Like you were obsessed. Yes, I was. You were absolutely yes, obsessed with nailing that bit. You're and correct. from the comments, it seems like you did. Like like and I, well, in watching it, I I watched both of them. You know, side yeah. by side, kind of. And and yeah, it was it was pretty spot on. Like. We did a better job than Family Guy, dude. I we did. We actually <laughs> like, did. Yeah, I, it was it was so funny because because I obsessed over it. Then I watched Family Guy's version of it, which is amazing, by the way. I watched Family Guy's version of it. I'm like, they they completely butchered it. They needed <laughs> if you, they needed to have the, like that sniff was intentional. Like every bit, like the the pen in the hand. I think I had a pencil or whatever. The I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. I didn't I didn't do this with my hand. I've never seen that. I made sure for open open palm. I've never seen that because that's what he does. <laughs> I wanted every bit of it in there, all the way down to the point to where. And there's no way you notice this. And I'm willing to bet I haven't gone through all the comments. I'm willing to bet nobody noticed this. But the part uh, towards the beginning, right before uh, Bill O'Reilly says, "Yeah, I, I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it." Right, right before he says that. There, he's not talking, and the producer's not talking. So in this scenario, I'm not talking, you're not talking. It's nothing but dead air here. But in the Bill O'Reilly one, it's not dead air. You can barely hear some sort of voice coming from either way far away or coming through his earpiece. Going, It's so subtle. And I'm like, I don't want this blank space. I went out and I grabbed that audio sample from Bill O'Reilly's and I put it in our video just to have that. Like, oh, wow. this is like, I mean, that is, you know what I mean? Like, little, so yeah, now, a detail that like nobody, nobody's going to pick heard. up on, but I would know. And, 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 and so, so if you go back and you, and you watch it, you're going to hear some sort of like, like some little thing that is the audio bit from Bill O'Reilly. Oh I just wanted to be in there. And yeah. so I think that the reason I was so obsessed about it is because I, as a young kid, I did want to be an actor. And, uh, when I would see, um, uh, actors in like SNL, Saturday Night Live, portray other like famous people and just nail it. I remember being like, that is something I'd really like to work on. Mm-hmm. Like that is something like if I was on SNL and they were like, we need you to be Burt Reynolds or I, I don't know, I would be like, let's do it. Because I don't know if you remember, I mean, God rest both of them, but Norm MacDonald um, used to do a Burt Reynolds and his he wasn't like really 
a good Burt Reynolds, but it was so good at his version of it that it was just like, it's not like he phoned it in. He studied this guy. Mm -hmm. Like if I was given that task, I would study the target obsessively until, and that's what I did with the Bill O'Reilly one, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It was worth it though. I think, well, I don't know how much time you, you, you burned, uh, obsessing, but great question. Um, I mean, I, I would say I, I don't think I not a lot. Me, meaning, okay. I I would like go on if I went on a walk, I would just listen to it on loop. If I was driving somewhere, I would just listen to it on loop. So it got to the point to where I I got the uh, the words and the timing down really well, but it was audio only. Then I'm like, it's time to start looking at the video. I want all this characteristics. So if you yeah. remember, yeah, I wanted to bring a jacket so I could stand up and whip that jacket. <laughs> I'm like, a couple of things. I don't have a suit jacket. And we don't also, have the same set. We don't have the same yeah. set. I'm going to come out of, I don't want to, yeah, I, I, he came out of shot too, but it wouldn't have made sense. So I'm like, okay, that part I'm going to just have to be cool with. And so I was, you know. I but, thought I was going to be mounting a camera in the corner to, to get the whole room so you could stand up and do that right yeah (laughs) i wanted like that's what i'm saying like i wanted to i had to be realistic about it and you were such a sport too because i'm like you're going to be doing the producer's voice but i'm just like but i i want you getting every single thing they're doing and dude you took it to heart like every syllable everything like you were really very exact the fact that we did that in one take is completely beyond oh yeah that is pretty crazy i I don't understand that's a little behind the scenes there one one take wonder on that one yeah that was crazy no sense we (laughs) we were we were actually uh i think we were both ready to do like like eight to ten takes yeah but it like we did the first one as soon as it, it was I, in done. fact when we did that take I don't think we planned on recording it I think we were going to do a oh, pra- we were going to do a pra- right. we were going to do a practice run off camera and then you I think you said like just hit record just in case I think you did yeah I think you did you I you're like I said no I said let's just do a dry run and you know dude I said it let's do a dry okay. run and you said let's hit record because you know what you never know and you did I'm like yeah all right fine and then you did it and then when it was done I didn't leave this part in but as soon as it was done. Like I, I did that last piece, you know, uh, uh, take it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as I did, I did the wink. I knew how I was going to edit this, so I knew we were clear. And I looked at you. I'm all, that was pretty good, man. You're like, that was good. <laughs> and I'm all, I don't think we need to do that again. You know what I mean? And so we watched it. I'm like, we're, we're done. We can record the podcast now. Cool. <laughs> the obsession paid off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. So we talked a lot about some different obsessions that we've had throughout our lives and stuff. How do we, how do we wrap this one up? You know what I mean? Like those, I feel like all of our story, all of those obsession stuff is some good stories, some great stories. Yeah. But how does it, how does it affect lives of everyone listening? What we just talked about? Because, you know, we, we, we try to, we We don't always have to, we don't always have to, but I mean, like we both admitted that we get obsessive to the point to where it's unhealthy, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that do have a, a better grasp on managing their obsession than us. So we're not exactly experts in the room of how to how to solve this. But I, I think if there is any advice that I could offer myself is just recognize when it becomes detrimental, you know, yeah. and maybe turns from obsession to addiction or, you know, however you want to classify these words. But um, when when it's when it's starting to eat away at things in a negative way that you're going to regret. I think that's the, that's the, that's the part. That's good. Because think... it, it can eat away time that you would have spent watching TV or something. Yeah, right? exactly. That's, that's fine. That's fine. But it... like when you're missing your kid's softball game because you can't stop practicing your Rubik's cube, like, oh, never you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like then it's, then it's kind of, you know what I mean? Then you got to kind of like be aware of, okay, this is, Maybe I should check myself. You do. You need, you know? and, and I think it's important to also ask yourself during your journey of being obsessed about something, if you're trying to get some sort of, you know, complete some sort of goal, uh, ask yourself, are you are you happy during this journey? It's not. Mm, it, that's if, great. if it's miserable the whole time, then what are you doing? You need to recalibrate. I'm yeah. not saying it should be enjoyable the whole time. It can be not enjoyable and you're still happy because this is what you want right and this is mm-hmm. where i get into the greats this is where i get into the the kobe bryants and the michael jordans and stuff they were my understanding is they were very hard to work with they were hard to work with because nobody could match their work ethic mm. you know what i mean but that's yeah. because they were just they were elated by this activity and they were probably upset a lot of the time it wasn't like it was always enjoyable but they were happy yeah so i think that's the first thing to ask yourself during if you're if you're during the process of being obsessed about something are you happy about what you're doing and also have a keen eye on the externals, like your family and stuff. What are you ignoring to do this and, yeah. and, and weigh it? There you go. Yeah. 
You nailed that. I hope so, because I, I wasn't planning on having any sort of lessons. I just I know. To... I, I always feel like we should. You know what I mean? It's we, great to, it's great yeah, to we don't just random sp- converse. I but... agree, but we don't want to put a square peg in a round hole. That's we, true. We want to yeah. think it through. And, and, and we always admit, you know, we're not the experts on any of this kind of stuff. That's so, right. You know, if we ever do want to get that that seriously heavy that, like, we maybe bring in, you know, a, a, psych- a clinical or... psychologist and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, people that would be more uh, adept at... <laughs> having this conversation that actually means something and it could impact people in, in a meaningful way yeah so but yeah that's our our experiences that's, that's anyway our, and, a, and that good. got me thinking like that seven hour stream i enjoyed every minute of it yeah even the fails the yeah. fails were frustrating there but i go. still enjoyed it yep you know what i mean and so that's when that's when you know like you're okay you're doing the right thing yep absolutely right. it's the same thing so tell us about your obsessions in in the chat and in the, in the comment section rather uh let us know and hopefully <laughs> I'm very hopeful that this didn't come off as obsession good or obsession bad. It's not supposed to be that, but I think everybody does have it within them to, to do it a little bit, to yeah. you know, to get consumed a little bit. Just make sure you're managing it and 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 find a way to enjoy the journey. Yeah, I can't wait to read the comments and see what people get obsessed about. As long as they're clean, <laughs> keep it clean. Don't, li- don't listen to him. Put anything you want. Oh, in there. stop it! <laughs> don't he bother. He's not going to read comments anyway. I know. Str- I'll read. I'll read yours. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. Now, yeah. somebody out there is like, he's talking to me. I'm just reading Peter's. Uh, oh, you know, there's a lot of Peter's out there. Like, what? I read Peter's comment. Like, I like no, Amanda's. I don't, I don't know anybody. We used to do that uh, in Drumline. When a big crowd of people, we'd be up in the risers, a big crowd of people <laughs> go by, would be like, yeah, Steve. Just make up a word, like two people. And just like, see if they look up yeah. and they think you're talking to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what we just did. Uh, anyway, fun talk. It was. Fun talk. And, uh. The, the book spinning thing. I'm, I'm impressed. The Rubik's Cube thing. I've kind of wanted to learn Rubik's Cube. I don't think I'll ever get to the level where I'm obsessed and actually do it, though. Yeah, and I get to it. I don't think. I like it. I mean, now now, now I can do it. Now I can do it mindlessly. Now I can actually be on work meetings. And this is now it, it is actually this is beneficial. This is my, my trophy is when I'm very frustrated at work. I scramble this up and I just do this and I can. A lot do, quieter than the poker chips you used to A shuffle. lot quieter than the poker That's chips. Nice. And I do this. See, poker chips is another. <laughs> got obsessed about being able to do that uh and, and now i can do this and i can do it without really thinking about it and and it's it's good for me but whatever nice. all right yeah all right we'll wrap this one up thanks for joining us everybody it's been a fun one thank you guys see you next time <laughs>